0: welcome back to the home stretch where we're joined again by verona frankish who has agreed to give us some more time to talk about the women in a state agency conference if you didn't hear her last episode she spoke about yopa and the future of yopa and we also got to learn a lot about her Um, so thank you for coming back verona
1: you're welcome thank you for having me
0: so the women in a state agency conference, I couldn't avoid it on social media <laughs> on the week that it was on. Everyone was talking about it. There was so many photos, so much inspirational content coming from it. So I just wanna know from you, sum it up quickly. How did it feel for you? Honestly, Holly, it was
1: incredible. We were completely blown away by um, the feedback by the day itself. It, massively exceeded our expectations. Um, and I, I guess just to give you a little bit of a, uh, a story about the origin and, and how it came it's about. Great. So um, during lockdown, uh, Liana Laporto brown and Claire Hughes, um, both uh, been in the industry for some time, they realized that there, was, uh, there wasn't there was a safe space for women in the sector to, um, I guess, connect, uh, to talk, To support each other to talk about some of their challenges so they created a facebook group so we were i was one of the the early members of that group as was a a lot of my friends and colleagues in the industry and it sort of snowballed um very quickly and became a a place where people shared their experiences it might be motivational uh, sometimes it was challenges in the day and what was amazing was the comments and the, the support that they were getting to help them deal with some, uh, some of their particular challenges. And um, very quickly, we realized that we needed an advisory board for that group to help us steer the direction of where it was gonna go. So um, there was eight of us um, pulled together an advisory board. And as we were meeting on a weekly basis, we talked about, and two of the members, Sarah Davis and Lucy Noonan, suggested we have a conference and we all got very excited about it and we knew we wanted it to be different than anything that has ever been done in the industry before that was really important we didn't just want to roll out another sort of industry day and whilst a lot of them add value of course we wanted something that was very specific and different Um, and we knew we wanted to deal with topics that um, are typically taboo subjects um, and we pulled together an agenda. We also want to make sure it was an inclusive event. We didn't want it to be exclusively female because part of our challenge is we need men to get on board with some of the challenges that women are facing today because there is a responsibility on men in the industry also to A, be educated be to take action on some of the things and some of the behaviors that, quite frankly, we cannot tolerate and we shouldn't tolerate. So um, we engaged with sponsors and we got some fantastic sponsors who really supported us right from the start. And our headline sponsors, Rightmove and um, the Estas, were hugely supportive of what we were trying to achieve. So in the space of a few short months, we pulled together a conference in central London, um, which was sold out to 150 de- 250 delegates and um, you know we were, we were literally we were there the night before all there sort of putting the lanyards together and getting the room set up and there was so much excitement but there was also trepidation we really didn't know how this was going to go or how people would come you know how they would come to the event whether they would be open-minded or what their expectations were Um, but it started at half past nine and by 10 o'clock I knew we were going to be absolutely fine. Our first panel of the day, well the first session was Joanna Swash who was fantastic and hugely inspirational in terms of what she's achieved in her business and then we had a panel session which include include Stephen Brown, Amy Shields, Nicole who talked about menopause and Serena who talked about nutrition and in that half hour session Stephen talked about bereavement and the loss of his lovely wife, Sam. He read out a really personal letter that she left him just before she passed. It it was unbelievable. I've got bumps now just thinking about the entire of that. Amy talked about anxiety and how she deals with anxiety in her day-to-day. We talked about menopause. We talked about loss. We talked about so many things that before 11 o'clock, that quite frankly, in any normal industry event, would just not be on the agenda. Um, And by 11, half the audience at least were in tears. So that really created the tone and the energy for the day. So what made it so special was that each of the speakers gave of themselves so authentically and so openly and so rawly that it was very difficult then not to connect with the audience. And the audience came with such an openness um, and an energy that just gelled together in a way that was just like nothing I personally ever experienced. And as you rightly said, Holly, from the feedback on, on social media, so many people have said in 10, in 20 years in the sector, I've never experienced a day like today. So, yeah, honestly, it was just incredible.
0: So what is next for the Women in the State Agency Conference? Do you think is it going to be a yearly event? so absolutely it's going to be a yearly event at
1: at least so um we decided after the event i mean we were completely overwhelmed that evening the next day um actually it's funny i'll tell you a funny story on the few days before i said to liana we're in london there's 250 people maybe some people will want to debrief if they've had a good day I'm going to organize a pub where we could kind of decamp to somewhere we can have a small space maybe up to 50 people will hang around so we organized the top floor of this pub and it was quite a big area so i thought oh we're going to look a bit sad if it was like 20 of us anyway i got to the pub it was jam-packed i think pretty much everybody who was at the event came afterwards and um you know people like um i talked to adam day i've never met him before we're we're competitors i went straight up to him and said we obviously know who each other is but we've never met so let's have a chat so we chatted about the day um and we had so many people talking about how different it was and how special it was so we were just overwhelmed then then the floodgates opened on social media both that night and the next day and we very quickly realized that we have to galvanize and we have to build on the momentum that we have created here. So how do we now build on this? Because just doing an event next year feels like completely inadequate compared to where we, the, the sort of feeling and the swell of emotion and swell of support that that we've got. So, um, I mean, ideas that we've got are potential webinars to really delve deeper into some of those topics that, that we touched on the day. Um, you know, I'll give you an example, Claire Yates later on in the day yeah. spoke about her experience of being raped in the, the her work environment and having the bravery and the courage to, to sit on a stage in front of hundreds of people to talk about that. We, I don't know how she did it. I honestly don't know how she did it. So what we know from that experience she's had so many people come to her expressing their concern about situations that they've also dealt with so that is something that is incredibly sensitive but we have to take action to do something about that and this is where men come in as well because men have a responsibility to to call out behavior where they see it and what is maybe perceived as that, oh, it's just fun or it's banter or it's a laugh, or he's always like that when he's drunk. We've got to deal with those really difficult topics. So it wouldn't <clears> feel <throat> enough just to wait until next year to do the same thing again. So we have to figure out how we're going to really um, make this meaningful for that community.
2: Brenner, I completely agree with that. So firstly, congratulations. The feedback that I've seen and heard from talking to people has been immense yeah outstanding <laughs> and so many congratulations to you and all the team all
1: the team it was a very much a team effort yeah
2: i know the effort that goes into putting into these yes. events and it is monumental i mean your life goes on hold but you've still got your day job to do as well yeah. so, <laughs>
1: um
2: so it, it's huge and, and as a father of two daughters and they're in um one's a nuclear weapons specialist and the other oh, one wow.
1: Go in, her. Brilliant.
2: yeah crime crime um financial crime they face stereotype and prejudice every single day. And um, and it's just not right. How do we get to a position, firstly as an industry, but then secondly, as a society where these sorts of um, conferences don't have to happen, yeah. because because ultimately want we want to train our way out of existence from this perspective, can't we?
1: And that's the goal, right? That is the goal. I also have an 18 year old daughter and that is absolutely the goal. And you know, we often have this internal debate about, should we even have a Women in State agency Conference? Should we have a Women in Estate Agency Awards to, to, to the point about the Estes? Yeah. But until it's not a thing, then it has to be a thing. Yeah. And we've got to, you know, you, you're questioning it about how do we do that? Honestly, it's about all the small things. It's yeah. actually very little about the big things. And when I mean the small things, I mean, In a meeting room, make sure that there's enough women in that meeting room to represent the views. And it's not just about women. I mean, diversity of thought from right across the spectrum, you know, backgrounds, cultural viewpoints, um, religious viewpoints, sexual orientation, have a diverse group around the table when you're making decisions about your business and give them a voice. You know, don't invite them into the room, give them a seat and then dismiss their viewpoint, encourage their viewpoints it's the little things that
2: make a difference i I, I, and i I completely agree with that how do we get women to feel empowered to actually put their head above the parapet because there is because there is this stereotype of a a meeting where it's all males is because women haven't been invited and i speak from personal experience with a with a guild the guild nac on this is that that isn't actually the case it's not that, that that hasn't happened it's just that it is women haven't Put, put themselves forward in the in the scale that we want and maybe as an entity we need to change the rules of engagement on that which we are looking at interestingly
0: yeah um,
2: and there'll be announcements later this year where that's concerned how do we get because we have at uh, the same day we did not the same day the week before two weeks before we did a podcast for the International Women's Day didn't we Holly yes um, which was fantastic and I mean you've led that Holly so do you want to just talk through how that went and what we did with that
0: Yeah, it's actually really interesting, um, Verona, that you say about, we want to get to a point where people are saying, do we really need um, conferences like this? And that's a point that Angie Cuny brought up when we spoke to her. She said, oh, do we really need, should we need these podcasts? And the answer is, yes, we do until we don't anymore. Because while people like us maybe don't see the discrimination, it certainly does happen and so yeah we spoke to um six members of the guild female members of the guild and spoke about empowering women and helping them to thrive in the workplace and like you said we spoke about things like menopause bereavement and um, the emotive things like that um and so yeah going off of ian's question and off the discussion that we had with those how do we help women to like ian says put themselves out there and not feel like oh am i being too pushy am i you know how do we get women to feel confident that in their ability absolutely and that that is a real challenge right because they have been um,
1: conditioned to believe that their viewpoint isn't worthy that their their place on that table isn't worthy and i'll be honest whenever yoka invited me to um to talk to them about the ceo job my initial instinct was Oh no I don't want to be a CEO I'm not I'm not CEO material and then you know immediately I I thought why not why not and so I it you have to get to a point of confidence in yourself but until you get to that point others around those women have to build them up We have to build confidence. And back to your earlier point, Holly, about why do I do it? That is why I do it. I believe that when you have a voice, when you have a position and a platform, you have to use it for good. And using it for good for me means championing other women and supporting other women. And I think if more people did that, and I don't mean just women, I mean, men have to do that too. They have to create the space for them to be themselves and to be authentic and show their vulnerabilities, not be judged, help them build their confidence. And uh, Damien, who's the, um, the psychologist who's on the High Performance Podcast, talk about this. Catch people in more than you catch them out. So rather than point out the things that they're not capable of and not able to do, highlight and put a spotlight on when they do things well and build their confidence because it's all about the little things. Because in my experience, I'll tell you this, in my experience, women have so much to bring to the table, but they're just they don't sometimes have the confidence to come to that table. But when they're there, don't make them feel diminished. Make sure they have a voice and you ask them the questions. What's your viewpoint? Encourage those perspectives. And, you know, don't assume that because someone's a mum or they've got a family to manage that they can, they're going to diminish the role that they want to play in work. That's often not the case. So... Things like don't make the meeting that you want them to to attend at nine o'clock in the morning because that's not creating equity because they're probably doing the school drop-off. So make sure that we enable women to come to the table feeling fully prepared because we've given them the best level playing field to start with. And that's all of our responsibility to do.
0: Well, I've got one last question for you, Verona, before we finish up this episode. And it's about the Esther's Award Award. So at the conference, it was announced that there was going to be a new category at the Esters for women in agency. How do people? What what's the process with that? Can people nominate people? What happens with that? So um,
1: I think the first thing to say, Holly, is that um, I have two viewpoints on that particular um award category. I think it very much aligns to what I said earlier that um, I. See, a, a utopian world where you should never really call out a male award or a female award I, I don't, but until we get to a point where we have built individuals confidence to a, a place where they feel yes i i should put myself forward or i am good enough um or i i am a great agent then i think it's great that the esters are shining a light on that so that's the first thing i'd say so obviously it's very similar to any other uh, Estes award. So you have to be a member of the Estes, and it is also all chosen by the consumer. So um, it, the, the, the rules of engagement are exactly the same in terms of how the, the awards are uh, nominated and scored, uh, but it's just a specific category that is spotlighting some fantastic women in particular for a period of time.
0: Amazing. Well, I look forward to seeing some of the names on that. I think some of our guild members might even feature in that list, Ian, don't you?
2: Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Verona, for your time uh, for the last two episodes. It's been amazing to get to know you. And I'm certain that our paths will cross at some sort of event, if not just the Esters in October, is it? It is, yes. Yes. Well, then I'm sure we will see you there. Absolutely. Thank you very much for for your time. Lovely. Thank Thank you you very very much. much. Really enjoyed it, thank you.